Well, welcome back to Quinania on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm filling in for Tom Brown today. And he will be back um, probably tomorrow and the rest of this week, so you can look forward to hearing him again. So I'm so glad to be here today. And we have just finished talking about this particular segment of Stop Playing It Safe and how we are positioning ourselves for this new year of 2015. And what God is really saying to us in this chapter, uh, Matthew 25, and that's the verse um, 26 through 30. And it really is that parable about the master that gave three gentlemen different levels of talents, and the talents really represent money. And the thing that is the most interesting about this parable is not one time did the master give any direction whatsoever. I mean, that's amazing. When you think about that and read that parable, the master simply gave them the talents and said, go do it. Go make something of it. Go have a good time. Take risks. Do something, and I'll be back to see what you've done. And so when the master comes back and he finds out that one of those three men did nothing with those talents, with what the master had given him, We're reading in the Message Bible a very intense version of it. He says the master was furious. And he said that, he said to the man, this is a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. He's saying, if you knew I was after the best, why didn't you at least give me the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with some bankers, where at least would have gotten a little bit of interest. But this particular person did nothing. He just was so fear-based He didn't want to lose anything for the master. And so he hid it, he buried it, and he waited for the master to return. And the master is saying, I have so much money, I don't know what to do with it. I gave you a ton of money, and I wanted you to do anything you could with it to make something of it. So it isn't like God is giving us these abilities or these dreams, these hopes, these talents, this provision and he, and he's kind of doling it out and hoping we do something with it because if we if we mess it up he's going to go broke. God has immense unabounding unlimited resources. So when he's giving us resources he's saying go for it. Go for it. If you make a mistake, I'm just glad you tried. I want to see what you can do. I want to see your process. I want you to become everything that I have created you to be. And he's not a controlling God, as you can see in this parable. He didn't tell them what to do with it. He simply said, go live, do something, figure it out, be creative, take some risks, enjoy it. I mean, this was a huge amount of money that the master had given these these three different servants. It was like, you know, a million dollars. And and imagine what it would be if someone gave that to you and then you went and just buried it and did nothing with it and lived on, you know, an hourly wage from day to day, hoping— and praying that when the master comes back, he's not mad at you. This is not the heart of God. So what God is saying is he's wanting us to make mistakes. He understands the only way humans learn is by making mistakes, unfortunately. I've learned that quite often in my life, that the only way that I learn oftentimes is if I make a mistake. I can fill my head with all kinds of knowledge, and I can have all kinds of resources, but I still have to walk it out and figure it out. And many times I do that by making mistakes. And God is saying, I can handle it. I've made provision for every mistake you could possibly make. I'm the God of all. I have resources that you don't even know or are aware of. 
and if you need more, I can create more. So he's saying, you must take risks and make mistakes to be fully human and to be all I've created you to be. Now, this does not mean, like we talked about in the previous segment of the show, that we live recklessly without abandon, that we are, are, are foolish with what we do. What it means is that we don't continue to be people of fear. Jesus did not win the world with any of fear that he may have had. He was terribly courageous, wonderfully brave, and took a risk on a world that was hating him. And he knew the risk, it may not all pay off, but God gambled on us and took the risk anyways. So let's look at this. See, this means that we don't look at our behavior and take away the importance of any offenses or mistakes that we make. We simply realize that our behaviors, and we were talking about this previously, don't always indicate always who we are. See, the most, the healthiest person is the one that their insides match their outsides, that my behaviors directly reflect who I am. Now, I, I have certainly not arrived there. I hope that a lot of my behaviors reflect who I am, but I do have behaviors that really are not me, and I need to work on changing them. And so God has made provision for that. He gives me time for that, and he gives me grace and mercy to do that. You know, it doesn't mean that there isn't necessarily consequence in the learning process. But God never abandons me. Even when I make mistakes, and even when those mistakes are foolish mistakes, he doesn't abandon me in that process. And so we left the last segment with that wonderful verse in Philippians, chapter 1-6. And I want you to hear this and be encouraged by this verse. And this is out of the Message Bible, and it says, There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God, who started this great work in you, would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. So this means that we must resolve to let our shame die in the past. We can't let those memories be live or, or be, be alive in our past and continuously pop up and ensnare our minds. This kind of shame and condemnation only leads to more sin. In fact, it's one of Satan's biggest tools to keep us ensnared in sin. And the more ensnared and in bondage we are, the more afraid we are to try anything, the less we affect the world. See, you know, a lot of us Christians, you know, that are good-hearted people and, and we really don't want to shame God in any way, and and we don't want to give Christians a bad name. And so Satan many times plays on that and makes sure that we take such calculated risks that we may not even do the very thing that God is asking us to do because God is telling us, it's okay if you make a mistake, I can handle it. All the people that have worked with me since the beginning of time have made mistakes, and the gospel still prevails. So we need to not be afraid in that manner. We certainly need to be mature as possible. We need to be as, as open to, to counsel as possible when we are taking risks, but we still need to take it. And so we want to make sure that the sins of our past, the failures of our past, do not dictate our future. Because what that means is that if the past is still alive, if there's still energy, still a lot of hurt or shame or embarrassment, then it actually isn't the past. It means it's in my present because it's inhibiting my future. So I'm going to say that one more time. If I have not resolved the past, it is actually now my present and begins to dictate my future. 
And so God is saying to you, I've put your sins as far as the east is from the west, and I remember them no more. Now, why would God do that? Well, first of all, God doesn't have to learn from our sin, so he doesn't have to remember them. So for him, when, when they're in the past and he's forgiven them, it's over, it's done with. He's only telling us the reason that you look to the past is only to learn. It is never for self-abuse. So I want to remind you and, and admonish you about this, that hindsight is never for self-abuse. Hindsight is only to see how far I've come, how far I need to go, where I might not want to go in the past, or what worked in the past. That's the only reason we have hindsight. So we need to shake off the old and live fully in the present where God has made a way for us to be restored each and every day. The added bonus of living fully in the present and taking power away from the reminders of our sin is that this is a great, quote-unquote, in-your-face to the enemy. Because it means he has no power. It means he can't continue to cause us to, to shirk and, and to, to um, cower and to be frightened humans. It means that we are going to be confident humans in the fact that we are loved and wanted by God. That regardless of what we have done, regardless of the mistakes we, are, mistakes we may be making or going to make, God is still present with us and still working with us. And so when we choose to dwell on what God has forgiven, it is a massive reminder to Satan that he is defeated. And it is a wonderful way to glorify God. And it's a wonderful way to live a humble life. And we do know that the more humble we can be, the better our decisions generally are. And so we really want to practice allowing our past to be truly an issue of glorification to God, that look how far I have come, look how far I have grown. Even in the midst of mistake-making, I know that I continue to be a new creation every day. So we are to remember and to learn. We, again, never use hindsight for self-abuse. It's only intended to see where we were as it's related to where we're going. So we need memories to remind us of who we are or who we are not. Remember, if people have amnesia, dementia, Alzheimer's, if you've, if you've known someone that has a traumatic brain injury and they, they don't have great memory, it's difficult to have relationship with them. Because if I don't know who I am, I can't have relationship with you. So when we're reviewing our past, we must resist judgment and condemnation. Because we know that in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, God says very emphatically to us, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's all the time. That isn't just for some particular sins or just for this particular day because I'm feeling more godly and more repentant toward the Lord, so now I have no condemnation. He says there's now no, none, not anymore, any condemnation for anyone in Christ Jesus. That means I have the freedom to try. I have the freedom to make mistakes. I have the freedom to learn. I don't have to have everything perfect. And it doesn't mean, again, that we lower the standard or say that sin is okay. What we're saying is I can't be afraid anymore. I can't be so afraid of making mistakes that I do nothing. I don't want to squander the price 
that Jesus paid for me to live and to live fully. So I want to leave you with this, this particular segment, that you understand that he prayed, Jesus paid the price for our ability to learn and to grow without being in debt. So I want you to think about that. And we're going to come back in our third segment of the Quinonia Show. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Thanks again for listening and join me in the next segment. This is John Dombrowski, host of The Word on Wealth, inviting you to tune in every weekday evening from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1360. The Word on Wealth is an educational, interactive show where you can call in and get answers to your financial concerns. Monday is a topic that affects every American, Medicare. What's the right plan for you? For intelligent financial talk you can have faith in, join us live and local, The Word on Wealth on Faith Talk 1360. Hi, it's country music artist Rhonda Towns, and I am back on the air, coming to you with my radio talk show, Plenty More Love, Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ, connecting faith and life, Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., as I present my inspirational message of Plenty More Love to listeners across the world. I'm just a common-sense person with common-sense values, believing that people need people. It's about neighbors, it's about family, it's about community, and it's about giving. It's all about Plenty More Love. Thinking about a career change? How about your dream job on the staff at a local church? At churchstaffing.com, you can find your true calling and a new career with meaning. Churchstaffing.com has listings for hundreds of jobs in churches all across the country. For pastors and worship leaders, secretaries, accountants, facilities and maintenance, graphic designers, IT specialists, and much more. Best of all, it's free. Find the ideal job for you at the perfect place. Visit churchstaffing.com. That's churchstaffing.com. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. DFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home 
and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Me, a cat, moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Welcome back to Quinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm filling in for Tom Brown today. And we are talking about this whole idea of taking risks, healthy risk-taking, living all out for God, and we are going to stop playing it safe. So we left that last segment talking about this idea that he prayed the price for our ability to learn and to grow without being in debt. It's kind of similar to when you're learning to drive a car and your parents buy car insurance for you because they know you need to learn how to drive and you may be making some mistakes while you're learning. So Jesus did this very thing for us. God made sure that Jesus, through Jesus, the price was paid for us, our salvation so that we did not have to live perfectly. So we didn't have to make sure that we were perfect. God knew that we, that we aren't. He, he paid this tremendous price for us. He knew what he was purchasing when he bought us. And it's always comforting to me to realize that, that God does like fixer-uppers. So he knows I'm a fixer-upper, and he chose to buy me anyways, knowing that he was going to have to restore me. So we want to remind ourselves that I, I use the past as a way to know where I've come from, who I am, or who I am not. I don't ever use the past for self-condemnation or self-abuse. The past is simply the past, and I want it to really be neutral. I don't want there to be any energy in it, because if the past is still alive, then the past actually becomes my present, and my present then dictates for me my future. So we remember that humans need to make mistakes in order to learn. So I evaluate based on the facts. When, I, when I'm looking at a learning curve, I'm understanding that I, that I can always be comforted by the fact that God has already provided for all the mistakes I'm going to make. So living in freedom from the debt of our sin does not mean we don't have to pay consequences. There is, there is part of a learning curve. But I want to evaluate this based on the facts. I want to say to myself, all right, whatever I did yesterday, whatever I did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, did it work for me? Do I want to repeat it? Do I want to integrate that behavior into my being? So if not, I use it as a reference point to tell me what not to do. I now know it doesn't work. I can just check it off the list. It isn't a repetitive issue. I don't have to to keep revisiting it to remind myself that I don't want to do it. See, Satan wants me to get so caught up in how egregious whatever the, the event or the behaviors or how frightening the possible failure might be 
that I'm so condemned and ashamed I can't do any healthy problem-solving. If I'm already afraid before I've begun, then any decisions I make in that fear is going to be a part of a fear-based thinking, which is never healthy risk-taking. It's always survival-based. So I want to make sure that I'm understanding that having some fear doesn't mean I'm fear-based. See, fear-based is the oh-no, chicken-little, pessimistic, skeptical, cynical way of thinking. Being nervous, being a little bit afraid, being frightened that it might not work out is is a type of excitement. So when I'm looking at risk-taking in the future, I want to turn my fear into excitement. And I want to remind myself that I need to make mistakes in order to learn. So God is calling us to relax and to live in the freedom to learn and grow and make mistakes without the fear of our souls being in jeopardy. He already paid the price. Our only true offering to God is living our lives fully as Jesus did. Remember, Jesus risked the most. Think about it. We're not a good gamble. God knew before he even sent his son to earth that that we would reject him, despise him, and crucify him. And he still risked it all for us. So the biggest insult to God is not living. I know I don't want to be identified with the quote-unquote play-it-safe person who buried his talent and was thrown into utter darkness. But that is exactly who we are when we settle for lives that are just safe and risk-free. So how, how do we do this? Well, let's look at a couple of verses that are very encouraging to me. And this first one is from the um, Extended Bible, that version. And it's Jeremiah 33, which is one of my life verses that I really love. And it says, pray, call to me, and I will answer you. I will tell you important secrets, great and hidden things you have never heard or known before. So when I'm getting afraid to take a risk, or if I have an idea or a dream or a vision, or I'm going to try something new, I'm going to step out on a limb. Many times I will just say to God, I'm going to call on you, and I'm going to trust you're going to answer me. You're going to tell me important secrets hidden things that I've never heard or known before in this process. And we have in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, this says, but as it is written in the scriptures, no one eye has ever seen this. No one ear has ever heard this. No one human heart has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And I know you love God. I know you love God. I know this verse can ring true in your heart that God is saying, you love me and I've prepared amazing things for you. No eye has seen it. No ear has heard it. No heart has ever imagined what I have for you. But we need to remind ourselves the only way we can see, hear, and experience those things is to step out. We have to have some momentum. We have to be moving forward. We have to take those risks. We have to be people that don't have such a fragile ego that we have to do everything perfectly so we're never embarrassed. We really need to get over ourselves in that way. And so this third verse, which I just love, is also a life verse for me, and that's Ephesians 3.20. This is out of the Message Bible. It says, God can do anything, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. 
How wonderful that is that God is saying, not only did I take a risk on you, not only did I gamble on you, not only did I pay the price so that you can make mistakes, not only have I provided for the mistakes you might make, but I'm telling you, I can do anything. I can do more than you can ever imagine, guess, or request in your wildest dreams. And I'm not going to do it by pushing you around. I've given you my Holy Spirit that is going to work deeply and gently within you. And then we have, lastly, this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, which is what we talked about in the last segment. And this says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not to abandon you, plans to give you future, the future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. These are our promises we have from God, directly from God, that he is saying, trust me, try me, go for it, take a risk, step out, push yourself, strain, strive, take a risk, fall flat on your face. I've already made provision for you. I already know how to help you. I already know how to get you where you need to be. But you need to step out. You need to be moving. So we start with this. No fear. We're going to turn our fear into excitement. It's like, you know, a roller coaster. We are scared to death to ride on that roller coaster. This is healthy fear. So we don't want to be fear-based people. We want to be people that have healthy fear. That, yeah, we know we're taking a risk, but we're going to go for it. It's like riding a roller coaster. We're going to be really glad we did it, even if it didn't work out exactly the way we would like. We can know that we tried. There is something so much more admirable about trying than there is about the people that always succeed. The people that always succeed always succeed because they don't really try big. They don't go for it. So we have all kinds of people, and I really want to encourage you, read through the Bible, Google all the people that are big risk takers and see how many things failed before they really made it happen. So we're going to really practice doing it afraid. And then we're going to engage in discovery. So I want to remind you that explorers would not have ever made the discoveries they made if they let their fear get in the way. So I heard this story about Christopher Columbus. And now he was a dreamer, a visionary. He could see past what was into what was more or what could be. And so when popular opinion and belief had taught that the earth was flat, right? Christopher Columbus, an explorer of unknown territory, refused to believe that fearful notion. That's amazing to me. Now we know that was the spirit of God helping him as well. But he moved forward and driven by faith and determination, he approached the kingdom authorities and he made this thing happen. And so maybe your dream, your hope is not as big as Christopher Columbus. Maybe not, but your potential is. Why did God create you? What are you here for? See, I see huge accomplishments and dreams reawakened every day in my office, and they may not be big to everybody else, but they're big to that person. And so don't ever minimize the hope that you have or the dream you have or the vision that you have. So we're going to also practice acceptance without apology. And what does that mean? It means I'm going to stop apologizing for my strengths and my weaknesses. I'm going to take responsibility for them. That means that if my weakness hurts someone, I will take responsibility for that. 
but I'm not going to be this person that's profusely apologizing for these things. I'm going to use apologies appropriately with meaning. And so we're then going to put responsibility and effort into managing those strengths and those weaknesses. This is a huge part of being committed to who God, how God made us and being a good steward with how God made us. And we are going to redefine failure. That means that I just simply say to myself, now I know what doesn't work, so I can move on to what does. And I say that to myself all the time. Now I know what doesn't work, so I'm going to move on to what does. I can't get caught up in all of what I think failure means, or I give room for the enemy to prevail in my life, and I become a fear-based person that doesn't ever want to hurt or worry or to risk anything. And God is saying to me, I didn't make you that way, Cynthia. I didn't make you that way. I didn't make humans that way. They are gloriously, wonderfully made. So we are coming to a close in this. This is our final segment, and I'm so thankful that you joined me today. We have a couple of minutes at the end of the hour, so I want you to just hang in there with me for a minute, and we will close up this entire segment and this entire show on Stop Playing It Safe, and I want to encourage you to be the risk taker that God has called you to be. just had our 25th wedding anniversary and if it hadn't been for the Lord and this program we wouldn't have seen 15 years each and every day lives are changed at Calvary Ranch he was a drug addict and our marriage was on the rocks God just removed all the options until he finally called his mom and said I guess I'm ready for help and that just started our whole life all over again friend this is Pat Boone if somebody you love needs help Call Calvary Ranch today. Calvary Ranch is recognized as one of the most effective recovery programs in the country. And Calvary Ranch is affordable, about one-tenth the cost of comparable programs. For a free information packet from a caring counselor, dial 800-404-2258. 800-404-2258. Now it's just totally the opposite. He's a loving husband, a loving father loves the Lord, there's always hope. Calvary Ranch, where God does the healing. 800-404-2258. Hi, I'm eHarmony.com founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. When we started eHarmony.com, we never dreamed that we'd have over 950,000 marriages. A high percentage of these marriages have involved two persons dedicated to the Christian values you and I share. Now, maybe you've never considered eHarmony. Some of you have tried us and didn't find what you're looking for. Whatever your story, please know that hundreds of thousands of Christians have found their soulmate on eHarmony.com, and eHarmony marriages have proven to be more satisfying than those that start at church, at work, or in most other ways that people meet. If you've been away for a while, we want to welcome you back. 
We promise to do everything in our power to help you succeed. Come to eHarmony.com and get started today for free. Hi, this is John Dombrowski here with the Grand Canyon Planning Associates Financial Minute. Just as big corporations are holding on to their cash, did you know that according to the Federal Reserve, Americans have a record high of almost $8 trillion sitting in savings and money market accounts? Often when we do financial reviews, we see people earning less than 1% on their money. Even worse, they're not spending the interest each year, but still pay taxes on it. What I found is many people are just in fear of losing their money again. There are secure ways to increase your rate of return and possibly reduce your income taxes as well. I've been helping folks in Arizona create successful retirement plans that fit their life lifestyle for over 20 years. Call me at 480-991-1055. That's 480-991-1055. Go to the web at grandcanyonplanning.com. Let me help you take the work out of your retirement planning. I'm John Dombrowski with this Financial Minute, sponsored by Grand Canyon Planning Associates. And remember, don't run out of money before you run out of time. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities LLC, a member of FINRA and SIPC, and an investment advisor. Grand Canyon Planning and Client One Securities are not affiliated. Well, welcome back to Quinania on Faith Talk, 1360 KPXQ, and I am Cynthia Hyatt, and I was filling in for Tom Brown today, and we are at the very end of our show, and I'm so glad that you at least hung in with the very last couple minutes of this show, because I want to say goodbye, and thank you so much for listening to the show. I want to really encourage you about this whole idea of stop playing it safe, that the biggest insult to God is not living. And I know I don't want to be identified with that quote-unquote play-it-safe person who buried their talent. So God knows our human frailty, and he has high expectations of our human potential when we partner with him. So we need to see ourselves from God's perspective, living lives that are fully engaged and trusting in his provision. And we need to take steps every day to use the talents and resources he has entrusted us with to further his kingdom. We need to reach out to the world around us with the full measure of his love. And that means that we do not continue to be bound up with fear, that we are willing to take take risks and to make mistakes and know that God has made provision for us. So we go out on a limb. We take that step of faith that God's calling you to take every day. And I am praying for opportunities for you to stretch past your own ability so that God can work with you and through you. And above all else, in this new year, I want you to live. I want you to live your life fully with passion and courage and that type of abandon as an offering of love and thankfulness to the God who risked it all for you. So I want to remind you of this beautiful verse that talks about the plans that God has for us, the way he sees us, and what he's able to do for us. And he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not to abandon you, plans to give you future and the future you hope for. And so we are going to go for it with God. So thanks again for listening to Quinn and e on Faith Talk KPXQ 1360. I've had a great time guest hosting for Tom Brown. If you want to reach me, you can always visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com or you can find me here as one of the local um, hosts on the website for KPXQ. Have a great rest of your day and a great week.